Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Raven Fox. Raven is an executive producer, immersive environment artist, video projection mapping professional, and creator. I can't wait to hear what all of this means. Welcome, Raven. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Mitch. It's a pleasure to be here. So you have to share with us your name, because you and I were just talking about this before. Where did the name Raven Fox come yes. from? Mom and Dad didn't give it to you. No, um, it's, it's a name that uh, that I derived for for really myself, but it, but it was it's a little bit more important uh, later in later years because I found out that uh, my heritage is Native American Indian um, from the Mohawk Canadian Mohawk tribe. Um, but long ago, I began a career in um, uh, in music and in art, and you know I needed a a cool name to sort of go by. Gotcha. You know, like you know, I was around people like Grandmaster Flash, and, <laughs> you know, uh, um, you know, big time DJs, Jelly Bean Benitez. So they all had a a great name, and and I and and um, I used to fly around a lot, you know, and 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 uh, I always wore black, so. Um, the bird Raven came came into into scope, and um, you know people started calling me Raven, and and then I picked up uh, the fox is kind of a, a unique story, sort of after a 20th century fox, a company that I kind of you know always you know you know and and so I took that piece and um, magically became Raven Fox, and and then lo and behold, later in life found out that. It's actually my true Native American Indian name. Ooh! Um, so that um, you know, that's the story behind uh, Raven Fox or DJ Raven Fox, as as many people. So on by. some level, you you already knew. You know, it's like I said, uh, sort of either by osmosis, by just uh, uh, the energy of the universe, mm-hmm. or just a lucky a lucky pick. You know. <laughs> um, I, I I have a I have a 24 year old daughter 23 24 and uh, her name is Alicia, um, and uh, you know a really unique name uh, one you don't hear a lot, and um, you know and I thought that that was was really magical, um, and she hasn't changed it so she's pretty happy with her name, um, you know thank goodness, um, but but uh, I was born Mark Julio Wilson. Mark. Julio and then Wilson. Later, and then Raven later Fox Jen is quite Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, but uh, it's worked for me. I love it. And names Thank are you. important. It, it really is. Um, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that your name is, you know, who you are. You know, uh, it's the name that you develop uh, in, in your life that you hope that people recognize and remember, um, at least for the good deeds that you did. Yes. Um, you know, and not necessarily for the uh, for the rap sheet. You know. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah. Should we get to your rap sheet? No. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I've had I've had my my share of raps, um, but you know, I learned from them all. I, I can I can truly say that you know you learn from the you learn from the tough things and the and the easy things. Exactly. You know, um, uh, I like to tell people that I went to S O H K. You know what that is, is it? Right? No. SOHK? It's a oh, big, a big university. Okay, I'm going to guess. School of Hard Knocks. Boom. 
All right. Ding, 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 Good ding, job, Mish. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I did in, in, in a way. And then I also had a fantastic opportunity to attend some of the most amazing schools in the world. Um, you know, uh, growing up, I, I have a, a greater appreciation for all those opportunities. You know, uh, being able to attend classes at Princeton University, um, going to school at the, the School of Visual Arts in, in, in New York City, um, with one of my mentors who I met there, um, uh, his name was Keith Haring. Um, and we'll talk more about that and more. <laughs> um, but yeah, name's very, very important. Um, it is. You know, and and uh, it sort of keeps you um, within your identity. But I will say that Mark Jankowski, I am very proud of that name as well. You know, my mom, you know, she named me... Uh, well, um, you know, and and uh, I have to give it to to mom, you know, and and through no fault of her own, I decided to to change it. Well, and it would be a risk to name your child Raven Fox and hope that they're okay with that. You know what I mean? You think about that growing up, and you know, I mean, some of these celebrities come up with rather interesting names for their children. Yes, you like know? Dweezil. Dweezil, yeah, Dweezil Zappa. Right? Amazing. Yeah. And then he's got a moon unit zappa. A moon unit. Oh my God. I forgot the yeah. sisters. Moon unit. You know, and, and you know, so it's names are are, you know, that's your that's your sign. That's what you hold high. And um, you know, when somebody actually calls me Mark, I take it as a sign more of a sign of, yeah, you know me better. <laughs> you know? So um my mom still calls me Mark and or she knows me the best. <laughs> Yay for moms. <laughs> so you've had such an interesting journey, though. I was just looking at you. You have this graphic design background in the beginning, and then it just came out to this place now where you are working as an artist with light. Yes. What a cool medium is that, right? It's probably the sometimes easiest and sometimes hardest medium to work with. And the reason for that is has to be dark mm-hmm. in order to oh, project light. Um, and uh, so over the years, I've learned a lot about how to manipulate light. But, you know, I, I, I have to um, uh, regress and say I've always been fascinated by um, just reflections and mirrors and lasers and disco lights, being a DJ and not really getting a chance to play. You know, so my foray into uh, getting a chance to DJ was being the lighting guy. Ah. You know, so I was the guy that, you know, was in the DJ booth, but I was flipping the switches and and, and the faders and, and, you know, uh, making the room beautiful. So um, my ventures with light go far back. Um, but today, now the tools that I'm using, you know, uh, uh, HD DLP video projectors and and these really magnificent um, uh, intelligent lighting systems coupled with um, computers. Um, and, and I'll get into a little bit more of the technical, but it's basically a, a way of taking light and using it like paint on buildings and on architecture and on surfaces. So the idea is to use the light, take the canvas, which is the building, and paint on it digitally. Oh, um, how cool. So it so it, it does it does make for some amazing um, 
you know, a, 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 amazing projects. Um, but you know, the the key is having all those pieces, all the all the moving parts, ready to do that. So sometimes that's difficult, you know. Versus maybe you know taking a video projector, um, aiming it at a at a wall connecting it to a MacBook Pro, and then just going to town on whatever it is that it's shooting can be a lot of fun, too. Well, you know, I, I got to see some of your canvases. I saw the planetarium, which yeah. is really cool. And where what are some other canvases you've worked on? Well, um, interesting enough, uh, Forest Park has been a great playground for me. Um, the, the planetarium was one, but just recently uh, had an opportunity to projection map the World's Fair Pavilion. Um, that was, oh, cool. uh, it was, it was fun in its own, its own right. Um, I've also had an opportunity to, um, to light up the jewel box. Uh, you know, we, we made the jewel box, uh, jewel box glow in some really deep intense blues and greens and reds um and it was for an event so it was a one-off but my dream is to hopefully someday to have the opportunity to propose to the good folks at forest park forever an idea to do a project to to light that up on a permanent basis oh Um, i bet that would be because the jewel box kind of is one of those things that gets forgotten right it's been there forever but it's an amazing it's amazing to go into, but people forget about it. You could yeah. re-energize people to want to show up and check it out. Well, that's the thing about light. You're going to only see it in the evening time, you know, much like the planetarium, um, other buildings in St. Louis that I've illuminated, the Cinderella building on Cherokee Street. Oh, cool. Uh, we did that for the Cinco de Mayo Festival. Um, I've also uh, illuminated uh, many other structures downtown. Um, you know, uh, for instance, there are some sculptures downtown that I like to play with light. And these are all, you know, independent projects, not non-commissioned, the kind that, you know, I find some of my own inspiration in. And then other people would commission me to do something perhaps as a backdrop for an event. So, um, you know, it it runs the gamut. I love it. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with Raven Fox. Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and I'm the owner of 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable and very effective social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Our goal is to create a social media presence that shows off who you are, what you do, and delivers brand loyalty and raving fans. Contact us today to learn what 100th Monkey Media can do for you. 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or 100thmm.com. And we're back with Raven Fox. So we were talking about the different types of light. You were talking about UV light. Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, LED uh, uh, full-spectrum lighting... um, uh, is basically one of the, if not latest marvels to come to the lighting uh, world, uh, especially in theatrical, where you used to have to change and use a lot of bulbs. Um, and now, um, uh, and gels, by the way, to, to okay. get the right colors. So now what we're able to do with these really great LED fixtures is mix the light with we know with intensity okay. uh, using um, a protocol called DMX. 
DMX is basically a computer language that allows us to talk to the lights and tell them what to do. Change oh, colors, cool. um, flash, strobe, um, uh, fade gently, fade hard, blackout. You know, so so what I do with DMX is I'll take it and and design a, a, a program that will make the lights sing. You know, so sometimes I like to m- refer to myself as a musician of light. Oh. You know, so and and of course that's with the music. You know, so we'll, what we'll do is we'll take a we'll take a song or a soundtrack or a score, and um, and use that as the emotion for what it sounds like, and then and then design the light to accompany and and further uh, develop that emotion. Aww. You know, so reds, you know, and blues, and I think I might have mentioned UV. So what happens is when you mix, you know, your red, green, and your blue to to get, you know, the, the wide variety of color. What I love to do is put in a big dose of UV, which which just gives it a really cool. You know how like when you see a black light, uh huh, and everything turns purple, right? Well, so that still happens in the rest of the spectrum. So it adds a certain glow to to everything. And so that's where I get, you know, mixing art, music, and technology. Technology being the, uh, you know, the LED fixtures in conjunction with video projection even. Because what we'll do is we'll have a video uh, or, a, you know, a um, what, what we like to call a scene or a clip. And so the clip will be projected in the center, and then we'll use LED light fill to sort of glow around the perimeter or the rest of the room to sort of tie in what we're doing with the video projection. And mind you, the video projection I do is not always going to be flat. It's sometimes even uh, projecting into mist or water or, or, or fog. Oh my gosh, there's so many elements. Yes. Um, I love it. As long as light can catch it, or trees even. You know, I've, I've done some amazing projects in putting these faces in in, in, tr- in a treescape and making them look like they're talking to each other. And it's just sort of, you know, envisioning these things, you know, it's always go big and, and go bright. So, oh, I love it. Yeah. So. Go big and go bright. So take me back to the 80s and the 90s in New York. Take me oh, wow. back to this to that time. The 80s and the 90s, um, and that's when we're going to go back to the school of hard knocks. Okay. Yeah. Um, the New York City was a playground for me. Um, you know, uh, my parents, they had a, a restaurant in New York, so we'd go in in the afternoon, and i get to, to run around the city and, you know, go to Central Park and Washington Square Park, and I, and I saw a lot of artists and, and people, you know, basically doing their thing back in, back in the day downtown. And um, that's when I, I discovered, um, you know, DJing and graffiti and, and hip-hop. You know, it was the formidable days. Right. You know, when that really didn't exist. You know, hip-hop was sort of, you know... It was edge on the edge. It then. was now on it's the like edge of exploding. Now it's playing on the top radio stations. Now it's, <laughs> yes, now it's top 40 radio. Yes. <laughs> um, it's always fun when you, when you capture it when it's still, like, not the thing. Exactly. I mean, let's talk about, like, breakdancing. You know, um, one, what they call one of the elements of hip-hop. Right. Um, I mean, I used to actually break dance. Oh, did which, you? Yeah. Oh, that, that just, <laughs> I, I've, 
always found breakdancing, I think it's fascinating. Because one, I'm usually, when people are like whooping around in their head, I'm always like, please protect your neck. <laughs> you know, um, there were guys that were doing some incredible, amazing stuff. And then, and then now today, what the kids are doing now, based on what we were doing back in the day. And when I say we, I mean my friends um, that were what we call breakers. So, you know, and I wasn't so much of a, a breaker or a break dancer. I was the DJ. Gotcha. You know, so, um, and, and the DJ's job was to keep the music rocking. Okay. I mean, and, and what I meant, what I meant by that is we, I would take one record and extend it. So the break would play over and over, but it would stay in time. Right. So you get that break, break, break. So I would go back and forth between two turntables and a mixer, which, you know, if you were a DJ, you, you had to have these tools um, in order to do that. And, of course, some, some good stereos uh, or, and some speakers. But, um, you know, so back in the 80s and when we were kind of just coming up with these moves and grooves, and then I was taking records and, and, and splicing them, you know, which would be a, probably a good word, mixing them uh-huh. together, uh, that created a, a, an excitement, you know, that you wouldn't believe was was just amazing and that's all we wanted to do all day long and um and then came the battles and then (laughs) well the battles were other crews and other dancers would we all get together and they'd go back and forth and it happens today still um but there were then battles between djs and then came the rappers the mcs so a lot of people wonder okay what came first the rapper or the dj I have to say, I think the DJ came the first. The DJ came first, okay. Because it's the DJ that made the songs that the guys could rap over. Ah, you get it? Okay. So we had to extend the songs in order for the guy to go hip hop, the hip to the hip, to the hip, <laughs> hip hop. That's you don't old stop. School rapping. That's right. That's the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they and they had uh, a huge, huge crossover song. And when I say crossover, I mean it was played on every radio station in the country. It's called Rapper's Delight. Yep. I re- right, so. I'm I'm in your age group, so I remember ah, this. <laughs> I was born in 1964. Okay, so, so that gives you the uh, year. perspective. 64 was a very good year. A very good year. <laughs> so back in the 80s, though, you know, we, um, you know, we had no idea we were we were creating a culture. You know, and um, so after that, you know, dancing and DJing, you know, we, we had opportunities to, to go around and show our stuff. And eventually, you know, it got so big that, you know, DJs um, started getting imported or I guess exported to go to other countries and dancers. So oh. I had the opportunity to travel and, oh, and, cool. and you know, do what I do or what I did. Um, in many other places around the world, um, and along with some of the greatest DJs uh, that are actually some of them still doing their thing today, and I hope some of them are listening right now, <laughs> because well, you know I owe I owe a debt of gratitude to to guys like uh, Tony Humphreys and uh, Jelly Bean Benitez and and Larry Levan and Africa Bombada. Um, of the the mighty Zulu nation in in New York. Oh, These cool. are the, the foundation of of hip hop uh, culture. Um, but I have to say, and and you know, I'm I'm um, I'm looking at the clock. One minute. Can, <laughs> no, we're good. You keep going. I have going. 15 minutes tell in us, my TED talk. Tell us. <laughs> I have to say that I did not stick with hip hop. 
Well, yeah. When did you see the light? As I the- saw the light <laughs> in the clubs, in the discos. I really love the the atmosphere and the and the mood and the and the environment of of the early discos in New York City. I mean, some of the most amazing places. Now, I gotta come back, go back to time. We're, we're talking about places like Studio Fifty Four. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna Palladium ask you. And the Paradise Garage and Limelight. Now, these were palaces. Uh, for dancing and, right. and, and and the music, so quite naturally, I had to get some different records, you know. Um, and these were disco records and and R and B uh, songs and more danceable songs, upbeat, you know, up tempo, more in the 120 beats per minute. And I practiced and practiced and bought all the best records until I finally got a break, and um, you know, playing for. Mm, Five or six people early in the night at some of these really great clubs. That would be basically opening up for the DJs, the more popular and experienced DJs that would come on later. I gotcha. Um, But so, yeah, there's a little bit of 80s and 90s for you. How you know? interesting. You probably have seen, you, you've probably seen some very interesting things over during yes. that time. <laughs> yes, and I, and I still see interesting things from that time. You know, I see people uh, in movies and in, in, uh, uh, that I knew back then oh, gosh. that were young and, and went after their dream and are now superstars. Oh, my gosh. I mean, oh. I, I don't want to name drop, but Madonna was one of those people. Really? Yeah. I mean, she was just kind of hanging out. She was kind of like a club kid. She was a right. club kid yeah. and she wanted fame and that and, she got. And she definitely had her eyes set on it. She, that's what she lived for. That was her dream, and she's still living her dreams. We're not friends. Don't, don't get me <laughs> you wrong. Can't, you, can't, you can't get in with Madge for me. You can't tell her to be on my mm. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you want her. I say that well, with love. We'll, we'll, we'll try later. Well, thank you. We will, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Raven Fox. This is Mickey Hancock. Now's a good time to get a snack. My mom's going to do another commercial. If you're looking for an agency to help you with creating and publishing engaging content, launching campaigns, or reputation management, 100th Monkey Media is the social media agency for you. Make your business successful with its social media and get a real return from your investment. 100th Monkey Media is far more affordable than you may think, and we make it easy and impactful. Learn how 100th Monkey Media can help you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and more. Contact us at 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. And we are back with Raven Fox and it's question time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you talked about your name. Your Native American name. What is TEDx Gateway Arch's Native American name? Let's. We have to give it one. Garch. Garch. <laughs> well, what's that? <laughs> Theodore Garch. Theodore Garch. Ooh, I like it. Theodore Garch. Theodore. X. It sounds dignified. Well, you know, it's one of those questions that I had to just pull something out of the hat. And that's you mean we the don't get to be animals? To We're not like elephant yeah. guinea pig? You know, this <laughs> one feels a whole lot like perhaps a ball. That's the only thing. I, because the because the title is Bounce. bounce. That's and, right. You know, so um, uh, how about a kangaroo? 
Ooh, kangaroo is perfect. So kangaroo will kangaroo be our, is gonna be our, our spirit animal, our spirit for, this, animal for bounce. For this uh, this year's I like TEDx it. Gateway Arch. Mitch. I like it. Okay, I'm going to have to find kangaroo pictures to put out there to everybody. All right, so let's talk about the light, the all the light, the light, the light that you do. Yes. Okay. Is there a technology that you wish somebody would invent <laughs> that would make your life easier or that you see like something that you want to do? but you can't do it. You're stifled by technology as it is right now. Absolutely. And it's it's two words. Okay. Wireless electricity. Ooh. Okay. As, as soon as Tesla, we can solve the power. I think Tesla tried to do that, right? Oh, they're doing it. Um, Elon Musk, uh, one okay. of my, you know, oh. one of somebody who I look up to. Yes. Um, and who I'm um, very inspired by um, has been working diligently with his team and people that you know, uh, he enlists to um, help him realize his dreams. They're definitely working on um, home power plants and things like that, but it's still based on, uh, you know, it's still based on a module. Um, the Tesla car, uh-huh. uh, you can actually drive right up to a port and hover right above the charging facility and then the transfer electric comes between your charger. But what I'm talking Ooh. about really more so is a way to... Um, power devices from a from a generator that you don't have to wire to. Yeah, wouldn't you know? that be helpful? So some kind of frequency that, well, helpful, it would revolutionize a lot of things. Um, I, I believe that there are probably a lot of inventors that are really... You know, after the whole, that whole mystery, you know the um, the power source mystery. Because right now, what you have to do is you have to attach a, a heavy piece of metal onto anything that you want to power, and right. you only get an uh, X amount of time um, for it to be full power. Um, of course, there's solar power, right? But, but we haven't come quite come up with a way to. And when I say we, I, I'm, I mean the scientists, um, <laughs> a way to uh, keep that at peak uh, capacity. Right. You know, so a Tesla car, you you get, what, 250 miles before you, gotta, you have to pull, plug over, in. pull yeah. over, plug in, and recharge. Exactly. So I'm looking for a power source that will allow me to power my lights <laughs> all night long and then maybe recharge the next day. In, so in the they got to get working on that. I'm with you on that. That yeah. would be helpful. Even just so that I don't have to plug up my phone somewhere, I would like that. <laughs> it would make my life easier. Well, one of the things, one of the advancements in light um, with projection uh, that is o- o- only over the recent few years is replacing the um, the lamp, uh, which is A, can be very expensive. B, has sort of a, a short lamp life. Right. You know, they only burn so long. But um, recent technology has uh, allowed um, projection designers to outfit projectors with a laser optic source. So the laser, which obviously you have to control the heat, but we can take the light, uh, focus it through the the LED, uh, Mm -hmm. the diode, and, and, and get an image. You know, so um, that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, I'm starting to get into to laser projection. Um, 
you know, stay tuned. Maybe we'll see some of that on well, December 10th, maybe. We're, we're hoping to actually pull out all the stops on December 10th and, and uh, exhibiting some really amazing things at the on the stage. I love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see all of this. Well, you know, as the as the resident artist for for these, these talks, um, not only do I get to give a talk about perhaps you know um, my subject is mixing art, music, and technology, but I also get to show my work between all of the speakers. You know, so I'm 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 actually uh, crafting and busy at work uh, on on those what we're going to call intermissions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I get to be there. And everyone else can be there too. Just get your tickets. <laughs> All right. So you inherit a pizzeria. What do you do with it? Make pizza. <laughs> you make the make the best. Now, come on, it's gonna be the coolest the pizzeria best, on earth. Okay. We're gonna make <laughs> the best, healthiest, gluten-free. Healthy pizza. Um with all organic vegetables with all um, uh, produce and, 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 and meats and, and poultry and fish and all the things that basically um, uh, I believe are good for you. Okay. And then you can eat it. <laughs> and not feel guilty. And not feel guilty. Which is very important. Which is very important. Because you don't want to put negative energy in your body. Well, you know, this is one of the things as we grow older that you realize is what you introduce to your body is what your body is going to become, you know? So um, I guess there's a reason why I look so good at 53. You look awesome. And you look awesome. Oh, we're so good looking. Six, if anybody can see us right now. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, you know, now, I'm actually see, proud of I, my age. I actually eat candy. I love candy. I eat lots of candy But I too. have this thing that you can't, if, you, if you're if you upset about the candy, then now you're eating negative energy. Like if you're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Oh, this is just so terrible. I wish I wasn't attracted to this candy. But if you flip it and you're like, I love this candy. I bless this candy. I'm thankful that this candy exists and that I get to have it and eat it. Now you're putting positive energy That's into right. your world. Mitch, have, have, you, have you seen the organic gummy bears? No. There's, there's or organic gummy bears? There is organic gummy bears and they're good. Really? Where yes. do you get organic gummy bears? You can get them at the gas station. <laughs> Which maybe you can your get gas them at station. My pizza shop. <laughs> at your pizza shop. That could be your dessert. I love it. I see. I see holographic waiters and waitresses at your pizzeria. Well, you know, now now we're talking how we design the place. Yes. You know, that's going to be an interesting thing, and we're also going to deliver our pizzas by drone. Ooh, good. And make yeah. sure the drones don't, you know, tippy-tappy the boxes, right? Because we want to keep the cheese in the right, right. place. <laughs> we, we're, we, you know, it's funny because um, lately I've been flying uh, drones a lot. That's one of my new my new pastimes. Ah. And um, so I definitely got to add that into the, if I owned a pizza shop, we deliver by drone. Deliver by drone. I like it. That's awesomeness. Yeah. Raven, thank you so much for being here. Thank I you. so appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. I, um, you know, this is this is one of those things when when you have the gift of gab, you you get to to give it. Yeah, I know. Thank you for giving it to us today. I right. so appreciate it. I'm looking forward to December the 10th bounce with Raven Fox. You've been listening to Mishmash, and you all have a great day. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>